0: you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Tuesday. What a night in the NBA last night. Hope you caught it. The NHL playoffs are providing a lot of entertainment as well. Uh, if you're following that and the big, the biggest NFL story possible finally became official, we will get into all those things. Plus, I just saw a little late-breaking college football story that might be of interest to you if you're a Longhorn fan Cause you may end up facing this guy this season where you didn't think you were gonna face this guy this season we'll get to that it's Chad and Zay on a Tuesday I'm Chad Hastings and he is Isaiah Collier what's up Zay what up Chad happy Tuesday everybody how you doing man I'm doing well ready for the draft coming up in two days Just two more
1: days man
0: Just two days left till the NFL draft all the smoke screens and all the garbage can go away and it can actually be real starting Thursday Texans with two picks Cowboys with a pick Bijan Robinson may or may not it's the draft so he may not go in the first round just imagine that if we come back on Friday and he's not gone yet and we're talking about my god who's getting stacked up at the top of that second round to go get Bijan that will be pretty wild
1: it will be I don't think it's going to happen. No nope, I don't
0: either. I think he's going Thursday.
1: It's nuts how Bijan's stock has rose over the course of a few weeks, like, insanely, from all of these experts and national media, it's making you think twice of the value of a running back. And mm-hmm. that's how good he is. <laughs> and like, we saw it for three years, and we still think, well, especially me, he should have got more touches here.
0: No doubt. No doubt. I don't know anybody that watched them. Even Sark would tell you he needed more touches. Yeah. Sark's got to learn how to figure that out in game and give that person more touches. But yeah, absolutely. We was... figured it out during the end of the season. Kansas, Baylor, yeah. a lot of Bijan then. I'll just test your memory. How many touches against TCU again? 12. I'll never forget that's, that. That's not a number that's leaving your brain, oh, is it? Oh,
1: hell no.
0: No, and it
1: shouldn't. It'll be 2046, <laughs> and, you'll and I'll still remember back in 2022, Sark giving B. John Robinson 12 touches in a game where you played against a team that was in a national championship.
0: Hey, hold on. Before we continue with the birthday party, there's some <laughs> old man on the other side of the park babbling about the number 12. Did you hear him on the way in? Who is that guy? Hey,
1: he can change that. You know, he could change that. Not many people talk about Draymond kicking LeBron in the nuts and getting tossed because the Warriors got faux rings. So if Sark wins here, then we forget about stuff like that.
0: Things could go away. Uh, We'll have plenty of draft talk. There's uh, NBA to get into. We'll get to the Aaron Rodgers story here. Just real quick, Zay, I want to throw this out because it may affect Texas fans later. I just saw Pete Thammel reporting that Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner is going into the portal. He has three years of eligibility left. He is a junior, technically, but does have three years of eligibility left. And there are two landing spots that a lot of people are thinking of. But the first one is Bama, because Reese, the former offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Notre Dame, is now the offensive coordinator at Bama. And some Bama folks aren't exactly thrilled with their choices at quarterback right now. So Bama is a possibility. Other schools that have shown interest in portal quarterbacks this spring include TCU and Stanford. So if you're a Texas fan, just keep that name in mind. Tyler Butner. You know you go to Alabama and you know you play TCU. Just keep your eyes peeled for that. That's a transfer quarterback that could change some, some dynamics a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I heard Jalen Milrow had a pretty good spring game. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, having to take over for Bryce Young. That's some big shoes to fill. He might be a little guy, but those are some big ass shoes to fill. Yep. Whatever quarterback stepping into that, then Mac Jones before that, et cetera, The list goes on.
0: I was gonna say Bryce stepped in yeah, after Mac Bryce won a is,
1: title. Yeah, exactly, and won a Heisman, and now might probably will be the number one pick in two days. So we'll see. I, you know, I, I still feel confident the Horns going up there with their quarterback problems, even if Jalen Milrow is good to go, even if they get oh boy from Notre Dame, but. Yeah, uh, no matter what, you know, Nick Saban, those guys are going to be ready once the season comes around.
0: Yeah, something just to keep in mind there with uh, with Bama as uh, as things move forward. Since Reese is there, that connection might uh, might be important. So, um, and then the story points out, it became increasingly clear in Alabama's spring game on Saturday that the program lacks a clear cut starter. That's the way at least some people saw that spring game. All right, so we'll go from one quarterback story to another as we start today. It's official. It's done. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. Zay, I think we should all begin by just, first off, on behalf of Cowboys fans, uh, Niners fans, Giants fans, Lions fans, Bears fans, Vikings fans, he's out of the NFC. I mean, that... That's exciting. That's exciting. Let's start there. Uh, Aaron, you do whatever you need to do, but you're going to do it on the other side of the NFL. That's pretty exciting. But secondly, my nerdy football fandom that loves helmets, jerseys, uniforms, and all that, this is going to be one of the weirdest of of our lives, Zay. It's going to be one of the weirdest things to see. Him in that green hat and him not wearing the famous yellow helmet of the Green Bay Packers. Think he was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. We've had a primer for it with Favre because we had practice there. Where, and that was weird as hell. Oh, my God. Yo, I
1: remember both of those were odd. Favre was on the cover of Madden that year, and Madden was selling. They were already ringing out the Green Bay covers, and then they had to, like, you could get a different to, Jets cover if you pivot. wanted to, like, later on, and
0: it was weird. Did he go it was Jets, still weird. Did he go Jets then Vikings? Yeah. Okay, because uh, obviously the Vikings one was really silly. What? Uh, I mean, oh, you mean just how he looked? No, Bill, just the fact that he was a, being them a rival of right, Green right, Bay. Right, 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 right. At least this is not a rival of Green Bay. So going to the Jets, we might be able to live with it, but that's going to be weird. I've already seen the little mock-ups they'll do where they'll transpose it on him. It's so weird. Uh, Specs text line is there, 337-3776. If you want, we can throw that out today. Obviously, those the weirdest uni changes ever. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers going to join that list. There have been a lot of famous ones through the years. That one is big. See, it's interesting
1: because a lot of these great quarterbacks, they didn't change colors too dramatically. Like Favre and Rodgers, they're still going to another green. So, for me – it, it's, it's not going to be that crazy, kind of like Montana, San Fran, Kansas City. Because he's
0: still wearing the they're basic still color? Wearing, yeah, okay, so right. it's
1: not that crazy. You
0: right. know? Okay, I see what you're saying. So the, one of those base colors is still there. To me, it's just going to be looking for that yellow on top right? because it's so iconic. When he walk when he runs out there, it's just been so long to see him in that iconic helmet and, you know, obviously the most recent example would be Brady freaking everybody out. Was, that,
1: that was odd. I mean, all That was that. really odd, yeah. Dude,
0: that was odd for me. And I was excited where he was going because I'm a fan of the team he went to. It still freaked me out where I'm like, oh, that just doesn't look right. Yeah. I'm glad I was excited. That, but that one really stopped me. It did not look right when Brady put that helmet on. Somebody already mentioned one of the ones that jumps out to me. There's two with the Cowboys, and they're both running backs. And y'all know, if you, you know, well, somebody already texted. Emmitt in the Cardinals <laughs> gear. Oh, man. But when I was a kid, Zay, Tony Dorsett in Denver. Whew, that stung. Oh, my God. Because that was bright blue still Denver. That wasn't dark blue Denver. That was Elway stuff. I didn't like the Broncos. I did not like Elway. I did not root for any of those teams. I rooted for the Redskins in the Super Bowl over the Broncos because of my man Doug Williams. That's how much I hated Denver. Right. And then watching, Dor- and Dorset was there for like 17 seconds, and then he ripped his knee up and was done. Uh-huh. But even to see it, even to see- I don't even know if he even played a real game. I can't even remember. It may have been just a training camp injury. But to see him in that uniform drove me nuts.
1: It, now, it's just so common in basketball. Guys switch teams all the time. You don't really think anything of it, but... Legends in the 90s where nobody changed teams. Everybody stuck with that, especially the superstars. They were with that same team for their whole tenure, and then they changed kind of like a Patrick Ewing going to the Supersonics. Odd. And the Magic. Yeah, those are weird. Really weird times. Rakeem Olajuwon going to the Toronto freaking Raptors.
0: What? Right. And also, like, here's an example in the NBA. I know Shaq was on multiple teams, but once he wore the Lakers uniform, everything else looked weird to me. Did it really? Oh, yeah. Everything else looked bizarre. Not only was he a Laker, three-time champ, back-to-back-to-back, MVP of all three finals, he became a Laker to me forever. So then anything else he wore, including, what, the one year in Boston? Yeah, that was really weird because he was super washed. Yeah, that that just didn't make a lot of sense. So you can let us know your feelings on that. But here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. They did give up that 13th pick. They just switched picks, 13 and 15. So, Big woo. This is what they were bitching about the whole time, 15 and 13? I th- well, here, here's what I think it came down to, because the, the silliest part of it to me is that Green Bay will get a second round pick in 2024 that becomes a first round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Well, it's Aaron Rodgers. Has he been brittle to you? He's a tough dude. Right. I'll
1: I'll give him that. Say what you want about him. He's a tough dude. We've seen him get hit and have broken fingers and stuff, and him still play. So, yeah, I don't.
0: That's a weird way to insult Aaron Rodgers on the way out the door. But he is old, though. I would just make that a first-round pick. So, in the end, Aaron Rodgers and the 15th pick, along with a fifth-round pick this year, go to the Jets. Green Bay gets the 13th pick. So, they, they jump up two slots in the first round for Thursday. Second-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and then that second-round pick in 2024. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a first-round pick. Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to give you that credit to say you're going to get 65% of their plays. So in the end, Zay, it's two first-round picks coming the other way, and then they swap those first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. It's all, does that all make sense to you? I know you're maybe not a cap expert or draft expert. Yeah, but I I'm, I'm definitely not, but does that feel right to you? I mean, I've been
1: seeing different grade boards from different – Sports outlets, and some say the Jets got hosed, and some say Packers got hosed. I don't know. We will see. I don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. I don't know how many years Aaron Rodgers has left. But with what we saw last year from the New York Jets, they got a lot of young talent there with Sauce Gardner, defensive player of the year for a rookie, and then Garrett Wilson, offensive player of the year for the rookie. They got a ton of talent on both sides. If they would have won that game toward the end of the year against Seattle, they would have made the playoffs in a very tough AFC, which got a lot tougher with Aaron Rodgers coming into play. So, yeah, I I mean, I I think the Jets are going to be better than what they were, but the AFC is just so tough, man. Just look at the AFC East. Like, Bill yeah. Belichick, he's the best coach there, but he has the worst quarterback.
0: Well, that's the that's the beauty of what what is happening here. Somebody texted us uh, earlier in the show. The NFC maybe now has one elite quarterback. Lol, and you start looking around the the NFC of. Who where, is that? Where they're talking I'm Jalen? Like, are they talking about Hurts? Jalen Hurts. I'm guessing that might
1: be who they're discussing. We ain't talking Jared Goff, no. Nope. Kirk Cousins, no. D- not Dak. Brock Purdy. Hey, damn show ain't Dak.
0: Right. We know he's not elite no, at this point. No. Um, so yeah, it's really, really kind of it'll be interesting to see what happens. If I was a, a Jets fan, I'd be excited that A I get Aaron Rodgers and I still get a first round pick. To me, Aaron Rodgers is a big enough deal that I should have lost my first-round pick. If I'm getting him, I should lose my first-round pick, not switch with you. That's two slots.
1: Uh, he's a loose cannon.
0: That's what's weird to See, me. So you're just
1: thinking about on-the-field stuff. Remember what I said about Kyrie yesterday? I'll take Jalen Brunson over Kyrie, not mm-hmm. because of the play. If Kyrie's head was straight and we knew he wasn't a loose cannon off the field, and who knows what he's doing right now? Who knows what Kyrie Irving's doing right now with his time off? Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson's playing the playoffs. The mine, that could be a big separation. So we know Aaron Rodgers, very odd guy. Mm -hmm. Now in the New York market, that's going to be different than the Green Bay market. As big as Green Bay is from an NFL standpoint, it's different.
0: It's a lot different. If I'm the Green Bay Packers, my response (laughs) to that would be, I'm giving you him. Yeah. You don't get my pick. You don't get my pick and him. But That's what I'm saying. It's that just doesn't make sense to me. But him comes with a lot of luggage. I understand, but it also comes with two MVPs recently. You know? Yeah, true. <laughs> the man's a badass. True, he's definitely a badass, but... And maybe, it, maybe it's, uh, it also could be retirement insurance. Maybe that's what that pick's about, too. It's like, okay, look, it's Aaron. So he could go on a weird retreat at the end of next season and decide it's all done, so we'll give you this as a little insurance policy. That's what I'm
1: saying. The dude gets to the NFC Championship almost every year, and after the season's over, he's pissed. He's upset about what happened. A lot of guys get into the NFC Championship. They're like, oh, we're right there. There's a lot we could build on. The guy gets more and more upset the more times they get there and fail. And he wants to leave. And he wants so much control from, you know, the GM standpoint and picking players, which they didn't give it to him like they should have. Jerry Jones even said it about Mike McCarthy yesterday on the presser. He said, we give Mike a lot more freedom than he had at Green Bay. So it went It was universal for a lot of people. And now him going to New York, he could have an issue from Jump Street. From Jump. You have no idea. Get with some
0: woman. That's a problem. Shane Woodley, she a little loony too. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody texted. They're referring to Matt Stafford in the NFC. Oh, y'all wild. <laughs> <That's who laughs> oh hey, he's a Super Bowl
1: quarterback. Can't take that away from him.
0: That's true. This says, uh, huge Packers fan. I will miss Rodgers. But I hope he plays every game. And they go 0-17.
1: There we go. Yeah.
0: That's got, it's got to be a tough feeling. That's one feeling I have never had as a fan. I've never had legendary, badass quarterback. Elite quarterback. Won you a title kind of quarterback goes to another team and plays for somebody else. I have not experienced that. Didn't have to deal with that with Troy Aikman. That's my cowboy quarterback in my life that did that. And then Quincy Carter bounced around, Danny. That's just <laughs> rude, rude again. Again, listen to the listen to the qualifications of the discussion. <laughs> you said before, what? Yo, Before.
1: y'all y'all didn't put the right pieces around Quincy Carter. I'm gonna say that. Oh,
0: good lord. We got
1: you gotta put the right pieces around certain players for them to be successful. Y'all didn't do that with Quincy. He had a bad bid. I see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Alright. <laughs> okay. <all>. okay. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, 60, somebody texted sixty five percent of plays or sixty five percent of offensive play. I'm assuming it's the offensive plays. Yeah, sixty five percent of offensive snaps. I am assuming somebody else texted. I can't wait for the Dak Revenge Tour. Boy, I hope it's that's a real thing. Um, somebody says Rodgers hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010. One in four in NFC Championship games. That is true. Uh, still trying to add to that legacy. Still trying to get. Now he's trying to do what Peyton Manning did. What Tom Brady ended up doing. Doing what Kurt Warner came that close to doing, winning a Super Bowl with two different teams, very difficult to pull off, and only, I believe it's 12 or 13 quarterbacks have ever won multiple Super Bowls at all. Forget about the same team, different team. The, the select have done m- multiple teams, but to do it twice and to be in the double ring club that's where that's what he's trying to do, and that's what Russell Wilson's trying to do right now. So Aaron Rodgers will be a New York Jet. We will talk about that throughout the show today. Let us know some of your favorite guys in new uniforms that freaked you out. Somebody brought up a perfect one, Zay. The first time they saw Earl Campbell in the New Orleans uniform, it freaked him out. Ooh, I bet you that was odd. Uh, I totally get it. Powder blue to that gold and black. That's a big, big distinct change. Yeah. Yeah, that looked very different. I remember when that happened. And yeah. I and I wasn't an Earl guy or an Oilers guy at the time, but I respected the hell out of him. It did not look right.
1: Somebody said Jerry Rice going from San Fran yep. to Oakland. Hallelujah. Yo. And I don't get that twisted. I think the shocker more was Jerry Rice having some of the worst braids in the history of black hair. It was not his best look. Good
0: grief. It was not. I,
1: those, those braids were so tight, Chad. It was like pulling his scalp back.
0: Like that dude we saw a couple weeks ago proposing at the basketball game thought Jerry Rice's hair was yeah. bad. <laughs> that was bad. Jerry
1: Rice, I'll never forgive you for that. Bad hair. I'll never forgive you. They should have put that for his little statue when he went to Canton. No. No, no, no. It should have been no. that
0: version. No. No, I'm not even a Niners. I I hate the Niners because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I wouldn't let that happen. For the good of football, we can't can't do that. This dude was like 40 with braids, man. See, in those cases, it's just like Aaron Rodgers. Jerry Rice, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, there's multiple guys where I will say to myself, oh, cool, I can root for him now because he's going from a team I can't stand to a team I can deal with, but it's still weird to see. It still freaks me out to look at it. That's what Jerry Rice was uh, when he went from San Francisco. We'll get into that. Now, Zay, I'm going to give you a choice before the break. Would you like to get into Ime Adoka now, or would you like to save the uh, Udoka conversation for the next segment? Uh, We'll get into it right now. Right now? Yeah. Mr. Udoka is going to be the new coach of the Rockets, reportedly. Your thoughts? Rockets fans, karma's a fat (laughs) B.
1: And if you're trying to get the number 1 pick and you don't get that, blaming on this because this is the same man that cheated on Nia Long after a 13 year relationship with one of the finest women in the world. I don't care if she has baggage, you adjust. You compromise to her. You're out here traveling and stuff. She's letting you do what you love. And you have a job as a head coach of the Boston Celtics. That it's the Sacramento Kings, not the Portland Trailblazers, the Boston Celtics. It doesn't get much more iconic than that. And you're with Nia Long, and you blow that for some tang? Are you kidding me, Rockets? I'm telling you, if you want Victor Wimbanyama, and y'all know, y'all end up getting, like, the number 10th pick or something like that, look at this. L- look at this, because this is an issue. And another thing for Udoka. You think that you had temptation back in Boston? Uh, Have you been to Houston, Texas, where these women are uh, going out mo and showing less because that humidity is crazy up in here? And that thang thangin' old girl in the sundress, you know, that thang thangin' rump shaking around and M.A.U. Doka turn and stuff like that. He going to be all type of discombobulated and stuff. Okay, we'll see. I hope that therapy was nice. I hope that therapy was paid for. I hope. I hope he's still going. To be honest, I hope the Rockets look into that. You still going to therapy, ma? Are you sure you you still seeing that shrink? Just making. Because if you're not, we can't hire you. He's a great coach, brilliant basketball mind. Comes from the Spurs tree with Pop. He did well taking the team to the NBA finals. I get that. Great basketball mind. Great coach. Jason Tatum still calls him his best coach ever. But yo. The brother got, we talk about luggage. The brother got some luggage. So Rockets, (laughs) I'm just saying, Rockets fans, if y'all don't get that pick, remember who you hired. Uh,
0: Remember who you hired. On a very personal level, as a Mavericks fan, I would like to say I'm enjoying (laughs) your feelings about the Rockets right now.
1: Yo, I want the Rockets to do well. I want them to get Wimba. I went uh, the Spurs, too. Cause I mean, they'll be closer to us. You we'll want to one of the him. two to get him? Yeah, yeah okay. We get to see him. That's a legendary, yeah. you know, type prospect. But
0: you're saying if the Spurs end up with Wimbenyama or someone else does, you're telling the Rockets karma came together. Uh huh. Okay. And
1: Wimble is going to average like 30 and 15 on the Rockets for the rest of his career as a spur.
0: So what will it say to you if the Rockets get Wimbenyama? What will that? What will that mean? Karma did. What will that say? Mm. Does that mean? Yudoka has been forgiven by the, by the spirits, by karma.
1: Yudoka might be a part of Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: might Yudoka's <You> be... <laughs> skull and bones at that point. He might be a part of something
1: that we don't even know about. We can't even handle. Oh. Hey, the greats have cheated. Remember Jordan cheated on Juanita? How's Tiger it? Woods? Some of the greatest ever have been cheaters and deceitful, just dogs. Arf, just dogs out here. So you can still succeed and be wilding out here, but I'm just saying, saying watch Karma hit both of those guys. Look at Tiger limping around and stuff at the crib. Michael getting hit, paying uh, Juanita like 67 mil, maybe more than that. They're going to come back to bite you.
0: It's a lot. So you're saying if they get Wimbenyama, that the Cosmos is telling us all that it's okay to— cheat on... I'm not saying that. that. I'm just saying.
1: The karma gonna come back. Okay. It'll come back. If they get Wimbayama, it'll circle around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Somehow I thought, Maybe Zay had some feelings about Udoka <laughs> and the Rockets. There you go, Houston fans. There's Zay's endorsement of your new head coach. Speaking of the NBA, up next, let's talk about last night. Butler and LeBron going off with huge performances, producing big wins. Both go up 3-1, and we'll take a look at the playoff situation right now because it is pretty wild. Coming up at 1.05, Cowboys fans, we're going to dig in on the draft discussion with Haley Sutton of the Cowboys. Get her thoughts on it. She's talked to jerry jones this week they've been talking draft they've been breaking it down she was at the press conference that jerry steven and coach mccarthy did yesterday so we'll get haley's thoughts at 105 on the cowboys in that 26th pick nba is up next and coming up in the crap bag i've got a big apology i have to make and there's some updated information from the all england club that uh has got me kind of focused today if you're a tennis freak like me interesting stuff coming a little later on the horn Chad and Zay. Come on now. All right. So this is one where I know the band we're going to have to get to a song title. So this is Wham, right? Wham. From back in the day, you got your George Michael, Andrew Ridgely is the other side of Wham if you don't know that trivia question. um, Is this song called like Something about the Church of the Poison Mind? Something like that? Man, that's a lot. It's just freedom. Freedom. I'm going to a different song. No, I'm on a, a different yeah, song. Yeah. Didn't they have a song called The Church of the Poison Mind? They probably Maybe do. they did. Freedom. All right. Wham! Ladies and gentlemen. Never saw Wham! Live.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: I did not see that pop sensation live. It did not happen. Oh, I hear it now. Oh. I don't want you. feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monsters. Monster hits. And when you went to a Wham! show, the bad news, if you were anybody walking in, was your hair was never going to be as cool as their hair. George Michael. And, and, and Ridgely, for that matter, they were rocking some serious hair back in the day. Wham! gets us started today. You heard the promo as we went to the break about AEW. Coming to town, you can win tickets, hornfm.com. It's Wednesday, May 17th. Also, uh, our guy Mark Henry has uh, an event going that week as well that we'll be telling you a little bit about. But AEW coming to town Wednesday, May 17th, and they're going to Moody Center. Last time they were here, it was HEB Let's Center. It. They're cranking it up. I went to that show, and it is pretty cool. You get to see them do the Dynamite Show live and then when they go off the air, then they record matches for Rampage, which, which airs on Friday night. So you get to be kind of a part of two different shows. Okay. One live, one recorded, and if you know AEW and you're a pro wrestling fan, they throw a lot of action at you Match after match after match after match, your head will be on a swivel. So, uh, looking forward to that event. I'm going to try to get over there to the Moody Center. Uh, Those tickets are on sale, but you can also go to hornfm.com and enter to win tickets from us. All right. uh, 105, it's Haley Sutton of the Cowboys. What will they do at 26? Jerry, uh, along with Steven and Coach McCarthy, talking about uh, running back yesterday and some other issues. Apparently, Jerry got off a Mike McCarthy joke at the end of the press conference <laughs> it's always good to hear as a fan that your owner and gm and president and taking a crack at your coach at the end but it's jerry and it's the cowboys so we'll talk to haley about that right now those Zay, let's get to the glory that was last night in the nba wow i couldn't script up a back-to-back like that if i tried yeah jimmy butler lebron james the show that those two guys put on last night were just alt. It was all time stuff. Thoroughly enjoyed watching every bit of it. So I know you were soaking that up.
1: It was incredible. You know, it started with the first game, Miami and uh, the Bucks. Giannis comes back, missed game two and three, and... He looked good. He looked good. He looked good. He kind of tweaked it at one point of the game, and every time he went to the sideline, the training staff, they made sure to keep him loose and stuff with, you know, just different massages and whatnot, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Jimmy Butler, what can you say about him? Everybody says, playoff Jimmy. Nah, he's always like this. And just... His upbringing is so fascinating. You always hear a story about him being homeless as a teen and, you know, not being a five-star recruit. Hell, even a three-star recruit had to go to Tyler Jr. College. Then After that, he got – I think Buzz Williams got to him over at Marquette when he was there mm-hmm. and ended up playing with Jay Crowder. And
0: you do know where he wanted to play. Ball, yeah, right? he wanted to come to Texas. Oh, yes, he did. Rick
1: didn't even look his way. Yep. Rick didn't even look his way, so shame on you, Rick Barnes. That's Mm. why you gallop out of here. That's why you're (laughs) in Knoxville now, making decisions like that. But, you know, just – he's always had an interesting stigma, and it's just been – it's kind of been like it's hard to play with Jimmy Butler. You know, is he a superstar? Is he worth that just – all the baggage that he comes with. You remember when he was in Minnesota for that lone year and he was always chirping about Cat and Andrew Wiggins not being tough enough, mm. not being those go-to guys like they should. Well, we've kind of find out especially recently, Andrew Wiggins, he's not that number one pick like we thought he was coming out of Kansas. He's a number two, hell, even a number three guy. And with the Warriors, he doesn't have that same responsibility that he did in Minnesota. Same with Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards, he's their guy. We've been seeing all playoffs, especially last game against the Nuggets, Anthony Edwards, he's their dude. Carl Anthony Towns, you're the number two guy. So he was kind of off there, but when both of those guys were picked number one, Jimmy Butler coming in thinking, you guys need to be number one picks. It didn't work out. He moves on to Philadelphia. Same thing. Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler's like, what the hell is wrong with you, bro? Mm. Why are you so into your film? Think about Jimmy Butler. The way he is, the tough, just tough as hell. Doesn't take no ish right. from nobody, doesn't back down from nobody. He was going at two of the best defenders in NBA history last night, like they were third-string high school guys, Drew Holiday and Giannis. Just taking it to him. Bucket after bucket. Think about how he was with Ben Simmons, seeing Ben Simmons pouty. I might not want to play today. Mental health is getting to me, and yes, mental health's a serious thing to talk about. I I get it; it's a serious issue. But somebody like Jimmy Butler, he ain't trying to hear none of that chat.
0: So you're telling me Jimmy Butler might be a pretty good barometer of leadership in the NBA. Yeah, we're learning he have, he's kind of been right. He's been right. He maybe shouldn't have said it out loud, but he has been right. He's
1: been right. Everybody, they were yeah. where, they were like a couple of bounces away from that Kawhi Leonard shot to send the Raptors to the finals oh, yeah. from advancing. Right. And people are wondering, why wouldn't he come back to this? He loves Joel Embiid. Him and Joel Embiid are tight. He would have stayed if Ben Simmons was gone. But Philadelphia was like, nah, man, we drafted this guy They're number one. We're, we're going to yeah. stick with Ben Simmons. We're going to try to help him through this. And Jimmy Butler was like, okay, you're choosing Ben Simmons over me, and that's BS. That yep. was clearly the wrong move. So now he's finally at Miami. He took those guys to the finals in the bubble, and everybody kind of thought that was a flute because people don't want to give those bubble guys any credit. People always talk about LeBron's fourth ring as the bubble ring, you know? And so if you were dominating the bubble, people kind of just look at you like, ah, it was just in the bubble. It don't count. There were no fans there. No, you're still playing real hoop. It was during the COVID year. You're out there, you know, basically in a bubble with – And, you know, just focused on basketball. Guys were locked in. Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, when they were dropping 50, those guys are clearly really good players. It's not the bubble. Guys are
0: good. And was it Miami that LA beat? Yeah. That was who they beat in the finals, right? Yeah, Yeah, okay. And
1: Jimmy Butler led those guys. So going back to last night, you have no Tyler Hero. He breaks his hand. He's a 20-point game scorer. You're down by 12 in the fourth quarter with about six minutes to go, and (laughs) those guys just take over the game. And, yeah, we're going to talk about Jimmy. Jimmy Butler, obviously, he had 56 points, but Caleb Martin, twin, both, you know, he has another twin in the NBA coming out of Nevada. I thought he was another guy you could give the game ball to. He hit some huge threes to help that comeback when they were down 12 with about six minutes to go. Yeah,
0: we watched that sequence. You're absolutely right. Because. Before Butler really got going and really got going crazy, his two three pointers were huge. Huge. You're right. Absolutely huge. And
1: Jimmy Butler, you know, the scores, what is the score? 108, 107 to 109. And Jimmy Butler pulls up for three. Hits it! Oh god, it was such a shot. They come back down with a minute to go. There's like 16 seconds left in the shot clock. You have all-world defender Drew Holiday on you, and you take a step back three. Like you're up, you're up 110 to 109. You take a step back three, and he hit it. Yeah, just because of how he was feeling, like he knew he was on that night. One of the
0: and they they double checked foot was on the line. It ended up being a two, right? Because it ended up, right. It ended up being just just a two, but at the moment. You thought he'd hit a three, but still to take that shot is a little silly. you got to yeah. have a lot of cojones, <laughs> man. He's gutsy, man. He's
1: so gutsy. Love and that just That was an A-class performance, one of the greatest playoff performances I've ever seen. I've been watching hoops for a hot minute now.
0: So here's the math to say he was three for eight from beyond the arc. That means Jimmy Butler was 19 of 20 from two point. Think about that for a second in a playoff game. And I'll ask you this. Have you ever seen in an NBA game, you ever seen anybody get in the 50s with a bad first quarter? Ever. Nah, it's tough. That's really tough to do. It's tough. He always seems to start well in big games. And last night, you, I didn't know he was going to get up into the 50s, but he had a good first quarter. Last night was the first game in the series where whoever led at the end of the first lost the game. Milwaukee barely led at the end of the first. That had been the team that won the game through all the ones they would played. But Butler – that, that string at the end was just incredible. And really, when that crowd realized it was when they had that steal at center court and the ball gets back to Butler and he goes up with that, that crazy dunk, dunk where yeah. he was just so excited. That, I believe, made it 102-101. Yes. And I don't know if the crowd actually believed they could win the game until that moment where they're like, well, wait a minute, there's time left and now we're ahead. So Milwaukee had answered a lot of questions at that point. Great back and forth at the end of that game. That was just great stuff back and forth, but in the end, Butler was better, and now Miami is up 3-1. The one seed in the East is down 3-1.
1: Yeah, and I still think if Giannis is healthy still, they could come back and win the series. It's going to be hard for Jimmy Butler to have another game like that. They're going to need more out of Bam Adebayo. of Bio. and man, I love the way that those other guys have been playing. Gabe Vincent, Struess, and even though he had zero this game, he's been playing pretty decent throughout the series. Duncan Robinson getting back in the lineup. He's always been a knockdown shooter for him, and he's getting paid a lot of money. So that's finally be, uh, getting used. But, yeah, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, they were bad last night. They were bad. With Giannis having the triple-double and Brooke Lopez doing things out of the ordinary uh, ordinary with 36 points you got to win that game and now going back to Milwaukee for game five I think it could be done I think this is one of those three one you know series leads that the one right now one win Milwaukee Bucks they could come back and win it with three straight but it's going to be tough.
0: It is. Uh, we've talked about it plenty that nobody's ever come back from 3-0, and I think I heard the number right last night. It's only about 12 teams that have ever come back from 3-1. Yeah. It's a handful that have ever come back in the history of 3-1 down. So you got Miami up 3-1, and then after what LeBron pulled off last night and the Lakers pulled off last night, they're up 3-1. So the one seed in the East and the two seed in the West are down 3-1. LeBron goes 22-20-7. Yeah, thirty eight is stupid. Did you hear? This is the first time he's ever had twenty boards in any game, like regular or postseason. He's not that. Even though
1: he's the greatest scorer of all time with most points ever, he doesn't have that same burst to where he could just go get you thirty five anytime. But he could change the game in different ways. Like he's third in the league in charge taken. Charges taken.
0: Oh, such a good take on that, job. What is Morant doing on that play? Stop
1: doing that. We've been talking about Chad. Quit.
0: You have a broken finger, basically. Thank God he landed on LeBron's head. (laughs) Otherwise, he might have broken his other hand. Yeah,
1: and LeBron just getting up from that like it was nothing. That was ridiculous. But, yeah, John Morant, can we just shoot a floater or stay on the ground? Use one of those crafty layups where you're not leaving the floor much. 'Cause you're he
0: hurt it again last night. He hurt his hand yeah. once again. This so, morning I wake up to Stephen A. Smith saying, This dude's gonna hurt himself. What yeah. is he
1: doing? I it's gonna be tough for him to last if he keeps playing like this. Yeah. But yeah, LeBron was incredible and kinda like Caleb uh, 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 Martin Martin was for yesterday. D'Angelo Russell yes. was that for the Lakers? Yeah, great point. Three they, straight threes, ninety-seven they, ninety. Mm-hmm, yep. Three straight threes to make it ninety-nine ninety-seven. Completely changed the game before he fouled out
0: and made their crowd believe they could win. Absolutely. I don't know that the crowd fully thought it. I mean, they thought they they was kind of there. It was a little iffy, and then the energy showed up in that building. And that, the drive by LeBron was crazy at the end to tie it at the end of regulation because another Laker, can't remember who it was, tried the same shot a few possessions before, and Jackson just swats him away. Oh, he was five blocks defensive player of the year. He showed his ass last night. Because he was the badass. LeBron basically on the same path, goes up for that, that layup, but he puts it high enough off the glass. Jackson just barely missed the block trying to come over the same way and LeBron ties it What up. a
1: finish. Yeah, he Woo. threw Jared Jackson Jr. He threw Dennis Schroeder's shot in the stands and then LeBron made a dime to Rui Hachimura and he got his shot just volleyball spiked to the ground which led to the John ja Moran behind the back pass to Desmond Baines. Oh, what a great uh, put play up that by was. Two. What a dime. Yeah, that what a was dime. awesome. Yeah. Great finish.
0: Game. Both games, man. Both games. Game, the yeah. finishes back and forth. The stars stepping up. LeBron screaming and yelling in overtime after that big bucket. It it was just really really good Of course good it stuff.
1: was on Dylan Brooks. Basketball yep. guys, of course it
0: was on Dylan Brooks. And how about them taking Dylan Brooks off of LeBron for a big portion of that game? Mm. Put the old guy on him. Well, not old, but he, he looks old, old, right? David Tillman. Tillman. Look at you putting a 40. It looks like you're putting a 48-year-old man on a 38-year-old <laughs> man. That's what it looks like when you do that. But that didn't work out, and Dylan Brooks looked mad all night long. Yeah. Hey, you started this fire. Don't be mad when the heat hits your face because you got it started. That's brutal. And this is what happens. LeBron doesn't need 40 to beat your team, but he puts up a historic uh, line last night, 22-20-7, and the Lakers are up 3 Great stuff in the NBA. We got three more games tonight. We'll uh, preview those coming up a little later. Haley Sutton of the Cowboys coming up at 105. Up next in the crap bag, I got an apology and some updates for you at Wimbledon. Wimbledon with an idea that I've talked about. They're just not quite all the way there yet. We'll tell you about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right. First off, I screwed up. The Church of the Poison Mind was Culture Club. I had Culture Club and Wham! mixed up in my head. Culture Club, Boy George? Culture Club is Boy George. There we go. Exactly. All right, but this one is different. Okay, so. um, Wait, I think I can do this one. This is uh, Do or Die Situation. Invincible? Yep. And it is... Uh, um, She's killing this. Yeah, no, this is a big time song. Um, Why am I not coming up with this? Is this Madonna? Oh, no. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Pat Benatar. There we go. My bad. I'm sorry, Pat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Pat Benatar fans out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Benatar, oh, what a goddess, man! Oh, so what a good. freaking monster she is. Just went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let the hair go completely gray. Doesn't matter. You know still why? Because she's hot as hell. Yeah. I love women like that. <laughs> is it all gray? Yep, still hotter than your mama. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Get out of here. <laughs> Pat still got that beautiful smile. Voice still sounds good too. Does it now? I would love to see her live. Just saw Joan Jett. Check that off the list. Joan was awesome. Awesome. We saw the Pretenders a couple years ago opening for Stevie Nicks. They were awesome. So on the, you know, rock goddess list, I got to go see Hart, and I got to see Pat Benatar. That's that's the list right now. Pat Benatar and Wham! getting us started. Good 80s feel to the start of the show today. All right, let's go into the crap bag. I got an apology to make and a couple of updates for you. Here we go. Chad's Crap Bag.
1: Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just...
0: Think of a bag of crap. All right. Uh, brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So if you're uh, watching on Twitch or you're checking us out on YouTube later on, you see I'm wearing the old Miss shirt, and normally that means I've done something wrong or lost a bet. Today it just means I, I forgot something. So I have to wear the shirt today as the penance because I forgot to mention it was old Miss girl's birthday yesterday. She shares a birthday with my wife. Now of the two, if I'm gonna remember one and forget the other, <laughs> I think we could all agree I probably did the right thing. My heart was in the right place. I I, I know where I live and I know who I live with. but old Miss girl, I am sorry. I, am, I apologize to you and the Oxford crew. Old Miss girl's been listening for years and years. Started listening when she was probably, a, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. She's now done at Old Miss and headed off to grad school and all that. I hope everything is going well uh, wherever she ends up. And she and I email back and forth all the time. And I felt horrible last night, Zay, when she emails and says, hey, when did you mention uh, your wife's birthday and mine? Because you've mentioned it seven years in a row. Wow, Chad. And I was like, oh no. You're slipping. Oh no, I'm, I'm slipping. Sl- I am Slipping in my old age. So happy birthday to Old Miss Girl yesterday. Uh, she had the birthday on the 24th, just like my wife did. So, did you ever ask Old Miss Girl about Coach Beard? Chris Beard? Uh, you know what? We haven't really talked about her feelings on Coach Beard. Okay. We haven't really had that talk yet. I'm curious to what she would say. Not sure. She's getting used to being a passenger on the lane train. It takes a little time. Right. That's a commitment that it, it slowly happens. Oh,
1: there's some personalities on that campus. She's getting there.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's personalities and that fan base will let you know what they think of you too. I mean, she she'll she's always Always emailing me her thoughts on this coach, that coach, this program, what they need to do. So uh, I, I'm not sure. Old Miss girl, hit me up. Let me know what you think about uh, Chris Beard and uh, and the situation now at Old Miss. We got an update coming up in the flex segment, right? We do. Chris Beard with a big get uh, and a big transfer that he was able to grab. So my apologies to Old Miss girl and anybody else that had a birthday yesterday that I forgot to mention. Um, but today, a couple of quick notes for you that I saw coming at Wimbledon this year. First off, they're going to let the Russian and Belarusian players come back, but they will be giving some money to the Ukrainian, um, the Ukrainian cause and doing some things there, some rule changes going on, but they are going to let Russia and Belarus, the, uh, Belarus back in. Some of the other changes at Wimbledon, just to keep an eye on it, if you're a tennis fan like me or if you watch Wimbledon, in-match coaching is going to be allowed at Wimbledon for the first time ever on a trial basis. Now, this is where it's weird. 'Cause there's no other sport I can think of. Certainly that's individual. Coaching is not is not allowed in tennis.
1: Yeah, didn't Serena get in trouble for looking at somebody in the stands one time.
0: Exactly. Serena's gotten gotten in trouble. Djokovic has gotten in trouble. Some of the biggest names have in the last few years, and it's never been allowed. Unless you're doing like Davis Cup, Fed Cup on a team, and then the coach can sit right there at the chair. But now they're going to allow it on a trial basis at Wimbledon. This is blowing my mind. I wonder what guys like, you know, Pete Sampras or what is Martina or Billy Jean, what do they think of that? But they're gonna try it out. And it's weird, Zay, like in fighting, you know, you go and you sit, but you get all kinds of coaching. Absolutely. Between rounds. But tennis, they decided years ago they just didn't want to allow it. So I don't know. I, I could, you know, I could deal with it either way. I was certainly never involved in tennis that had a high coaching, you know, at a high coaching level. College, they allow it. Your coach is there the whole time, as far as I understand. Tennis Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. I've watched a little bit of college tennis to know. You can get coached. But for some reason, the pros, they don't allow it. But yeah. now, now, they're, now they're doing it more and more, changing the rules. They changed the rules on the women's side in terms of coaching a little bit. Now they're doing everything at Wimbledon.
1: So is this just during breaks and timeouts? Like, I don't even know how the breaks and timeouts go. Or... Can coaches just coach the whole time, like yelling during a match,
0: hey, watch this, watch
1: that, watch your serve? That's a
0: great question. Like Make, I don't. Hey,
1: work that backhand, get that backhand right. right.
0: I don't know if they're saying what they should do is standardize and literally say, well, yeah, you can have somebody sit right next to you on the changeover. That's what they should do. If, they, yeah. if you're going to allow coaching, that's what I'm assuming, they're going to allow someone to literally sit there with him or her. And also that would enable you to quickly get things changed like shoes, rackets. If you need something sent off to court really fast, you need food brought out, that can happen a lot quicker. So look for that at Wimbledon. Also, Federer is going to get honored this year because, you know, he's Federer. Uh, Billie Jean King and the original nine are going to get some love. It's the 50th anniversary of the WTA. Plus, men's doubles is going to be two out of three sets. I've said for years. I think men need to go to two out of three at the Grand Slams, really all tournaments. And I'm probably the only person that thinks that because it confuses me that the men play three out of five and the women still play two out of three. Mm, it's sexist. A, it's a weird sexist thing that tennis does sexist. that nobody wants to talk about. Mm, we need to
1: talk about 2023.
0: Women play two out of three. They get... Equal prize money in many cases, and the crowd cares just as much. They show up and they pack the place. The women probably have more stamina than the men. I'm not not even talking about that part. I'm saying if you believe three out of five matters on that side, why aren't you making the women do it? Or take advantage of the time that it would help you with and let everybody go two out of three. Then you could get through the matches a lot quicker. Things just work a little better. If I sit down and know I've got about a two- or three-hour commitment instead of a maybe three- to five-hour commitment... It's a little different. It's a little different. Now tennis purists think I'm crazy, just like baseball purists thought they were crazy to go to a pitch clock. But we'll see what happens there. Just some things to look for at Wimbledon this year. That in-match coaching could be interesting at the All-England Club. I guess the coaches have to wear all white, too. All right, uh, well, up next, let's talk some Cowboys. Haley Sutton of the Dallas Cowboys, the very latest on that draft pick. She's talked to Jerry in the last day, got a one-on-one interview. What did Jerry have to say? She's going to tell you next on The Horn.